Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. I'm Renee Barrow. Hi, everyone. I'm Sandra Ingerman. Welcome to the Shaman's Cave. Why well, we're, we're smiling for this really difficult subject we're going to talk about today. <laughs> I guess we should get laughing before we get mad. That's right. <laughs> Always laugh and then see, you can't laugh. Can you be, laugh and be mad at the same time? Yeah, actually, I'm going to talk about that. <laughs> oh, that's good. See? Okay. So um, today we're going to talk about, Sandra, is it toxic anger? or? Well, how about if I read this? Because I... Okay. All right. The, we, we got a, a topic from a listener, and I felt she wrote it so well. So I thought maybe we could stick with her words. She said, hello, my idea is to cover how we can deal with toxic people in a shamanic way. Toxic being anger, rage, meanness, snaring, etc., but being in denial about it. The toxic person has a split psyche where their toxicity contradicts the self-image of themselves. It is so easy to sink to a toxic person's level by shouting back, etc., but it does not work. How to deal with this shamanically? Thank you. I, I immediately thought about this time that I was I was kind of in a toxic relationship, and when I for me toxicity always comes from where my toxic that matches the other person's toxic level. So if there's a lot of toxic people in yourself, my approach is always to start with where am I being toxic, and so we were having this power struggle going on. And one time I was shown this exercise where I had these really ancient feet given to me. And in the ancient feet, um, I could bring up water from the, the, the river or from the ocean, and I could use it to actually clear out toxic energy. And so I was in the car, they ran into the bank, and we were in a relationship where there was a, a degree of permission. And I remember doing the, you know, using those little beet straws to bring up energy and clear it all the way up through. And it worked like a charm. Wow, that's a good one. That's great. Well, you know, for me, um, I kind of want to give a little bit of a background history and also um, agree to something that uh, Renee talked about. And I'm going to bring you back to a book that I wrote, um, How to Heal, How to Heal Toxic Anger. Um, <laughs> you wrote a whole book on that? What was that? You wrote a whole book on that? I did. It's oh. it's little. Um, what was it called? How to Heal Toxic Something. I'm having a blank out moment. Right. It's, a, it's a little book. It's a great little book. I'll I'll actually bring it out and, and show it to people. And um, I started the book with a dream that I had. It was a real dream um, that I had. Um, and I don't know how many of you have worked in offices, but if you worked in an office, you can relate to this image. And in my dream, there was a bunch of people, including myself, and we were standing around a water cooler for some reason, not a coffee pot or water cooler. We all had a little glass of water in our hands, and we were all talking and looking at each other. 
And you know how um, people are talking and they're smiling at you and you can just hear, you can just hear the toxicity coming out of their psyche that's coming at you with this big smile on their face. And so um, um, in the dream, I was shown that um, this is a really dangerous situation because you, we are being attacked at these moments where people aren't expressing their feelings. They're putting smiles, as our um, listener said, they're denying um, by smile, you know, with a smile. And so, you know, I gave in the book, um, you know, all the things, washing your hands, all of that. Um, but as Renee shared, what I, one of the chapters of the book is, is, uh, called, um, uh, taking the high road and in taking the high road, you look at, the state inside of yourself and how you're attacking the other person and how that's really just coming back at you. Um, what Isis shared with me, um, besides the take the high road and really look at that person as a reflection of you. So go back inside and listen to yourself, talking to yourself. Um, but what Isis shared with me was how to send back that energy shamanically she said it's like receiving a gift in the mail if you don't want that gift you put return to sender so somebody sent you toxic energy that was a gift from them you don't want it you want to put return to sender but she said karmically so you don't hurt yourself because of the principle of oneness put return to sender with love so that love goes back to the sender and love comes back to you. So we don't have, what Isis's point was, is we don't have to receive the toxicity. That's what her point was. Yeah. Trying to stay clear of that toxic anger is a little, it's a an interesting juxtaposition. The, um, you know, this year I have that apprenticeship and it's, it's more people gathered for a longer period of time than I've ever had. And they, you know, when people like don't like the work and they say, Oh, I'm going to leave. And you know, that's happened a couple of times, you know, they, they get mad at me for some reason. I didn't give them the work that they thought they should were entitled to. And they throw stuff. And I had to really learn, and, and, and you and I have talked about when we finished a course, like how much projection comes back at us. I'm sure we get projections for, you know, this, but we laugh our way through it, so it maybe doesn't hit us. But when it's our teachings, we're way more attached to them. So, you know, for me, I'm like trying to give people the most. And so it attaches to me the most, and then I have to really look at like, okay, what did I want from that situation? Why? What did I even care? Because to me, it's like, if I don't have any resonance towards that toxicity, there's no Velcro for which it to, can it stick. And it's a whole lot easier to send it home with love when it hasn't, you know, stuck to any part of me. 
or clear it or, you know, take a, a, a salt bath or go, you know, take a wind walk. But it's when I, I'm feeling it's it's always for me back to when I have some kind of an attachment to the outcome. Yeah. And and I think, um, you know, one of the things that's really important, especially, Renee, and what you're sharing and this is true for we have a lot of people teaching shamanism and leading shamanism groups is the old archetypal story of a student has to kill their teacher oftentimes in order to leave. It's like instead of saying, <laughs> thank you for what you shared with me, I just and I say this in my teacher trainings, don't kill me. Just say it's time for me to go on from your work. And I bless you. I really do. I, I had to do it myself. So um, <laughs> yeah. So um instead of killing the teacher and blaming the teacher and saying, ooh, she didn't do, she didn't give me the the um advertisement was something different. Instead of that, you say, thank you very much for all that you've done and what you've shared. This isn't my path. This isn't my work. Um, I really feel like I need to find something else. And we still, as teachers, depending on our vulnerability, can take that personally. But that's an honest response. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an honest response. Instead of acting like a child, you didn't give me what I want. But how much work did you put in it? In it? too. But the killing of the teacher is such an old archetypal story. And we I, I didn't even thought about that one. I'm like, there was a couple of teachers I would have liked to kill. No, <laughs> not really. I'm not like, I don't, I'm more of a, I, 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 I would say, as I say that, that, most things I let go of really easy, but the things that I hold on to, I hold on to them really tight. And then, you know, it's like 30, 40 years before I let it go. The, um, but there's a, another toxic situation and you could take this back too. It's like, if you want to get to look at the politics of things out in the world. Now, the reason that some people take it so personally is because they're so attached to the outcome, you know, right. and, and like I was over looking over through, like I, I've told on here before that I usually go all the way to the alt right to the alt left. When I'm looking, when I read news, and I don't read it very often because the wind tells me pretty much everything I need to live by, but then I'll see like, you know, it's like so much beating, beating the other side, beating the other team, you know, and maybe it comes from football. I don't know. But this whole idea is that this monotheist idea in politics and throughout history, you know, since we had monotheism, that one idea is right. And if one idea is right, then all the rest have to be wrong. And, you know, to me, what if there's a lot more gray area? What if there was that, you know, that I wasn't holding so tight to my one firm idea, then there's room for a lot of different grays and a lot of different subtleties. And then I'm not having that fight with people about things. Yeah, you know, I think I think we have to be compassionate with ourselves, you know, on a lot of levels. And this is a, a very depressing thing that's come up for me in the last couple of days, 
is the other night for some I journey at night and for some reason in my journey I was having a, a bad journey a really bad journey and in the journey I was taken back to the beginning of human history and I was shown from the beginning of human history of how humans have been treating each other hmm. um, and and here we are and it's still, the circumstances were different. Maybe the fights were over food or, or territory or land because people were always pushing other people out. But all the torture that was going on, why, you know, why did, was there some, why did there have to be so much cruelty? Why, why isn't there kindness in, I, I know there's kindness in, in humans, but when you look at human history, we're not seeing anything much different. So when we start addressing topics like toxicity, we've been living in toxic consciousness for a really long time. And um, we haven't seemed to be able to change our outer circumstances. And so that forces me to say, our only solution possible is to turn it all around and bring it all inside and look at where it lives in your inner landscape and heal it, um, um, extract it, discreate it, uncreate it, dissolve it, and um, and and treat people as kindly as you can. You know, that's kind of what I came to. It was was quite a depressing night for me. I haven't been yeah, there for a long time. <laughs> uh, that journey with you for sure. I'm like I'm more of a I live more in La La Land, except for when I was I was going through some real estate transaction and I'll tell you, I was a toxic version of myself that I didn't hadn't seen in twenty or thirty years. And I think right now, but I've been reading some astrology things, is a lot of that kind of stuff is bubbling up at the moment because it is we, we're at a doorway with a great opportunity to, you know, no one wants to bring up that black tar, but you know what? Cause it's dense. It's ugly. It's not fun. Like in the, in a, the apprentice work right now, they're doing We're doing a resentment and people would rather get mad at the word resentment instead of, you know, like instead of really seeing what that, you know, that's oozing cause it starts to ooze. And I didn't. I, I couldn't even get out of my own way when I was being this version of myself. I just all of the tricks, all of the tools, and you know. Finally, I had to call the Ayurvedic doctor and get some herbs because when you have the bar set for your own self of serenity and peace, that toxicity doesn't feel like a comfortable place to live anymore. Mm -hmm. So if you still feel it's okay to yell at the waitress or the person on the phone because they're not getting you what you need, then there's something underneath there that makes you feel like somehow you're a little bit in more authority or a better off position than that person who's, who's not giving you the payoff quote. That's, you know, whatever it was, but the, the, whatever it is you think you deserve, but imagine that that other person, and this is, a, is you, that is you on the other end of the phone. Is that how you want to talk to yourself? Maybe you talk to yourself that way. But if you put it in that way and then you look where you're talking to yourself that way, 
I think we'd start to let some of our own toxic behaviors go and try to be a little bit nicer, as Sandra said to people. Yeah, we we would like to be treated like we treat ourselves. I, I had this crazy idea. This is really crazy idea. <laughs> Um, you know, because people are now that the vaccine is out, people are making travel plans and all that. And I, you know, I have this issue um, about equality. And, um, you know, I know everybody listening, we want everybody to have food, we want everybody to have shelter, and that extends beyond our human family to every living being. And I was thinking about how um, people who can afford it, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, are starting to um, make vacations right now, plans, whether they're going to work out, we don't know. My sister's on an island in the Caribbean right now. (laughs) They're making the plans and they're on the airplanes going. (laughs) Right. But I was thinking, well... The whole population of people who they they'll never, you know, they can clean the room of these people, they can serve food, but they're never going to have the opportunity to have a vacation like this. And I was thinking, what about if we create, um, this is wild, but this is Sandra Ingerman. So this is where Sandra Ingerman's Ingerman's mind lives when I'm not on the shamanscape. Um, what about if we create a vacation where we have entitled people and we have servants taking care of them and then we switch? All the servants get the most beautiful rooms wherever the retreat center, boat, um, wherever the vacation is. And they're served like royalty by the same people who took care of them. And what would we, what kind of kindness would come out of that when we learned how to take care of each other as equals? What would come out of that? I don't know. Why don't you journey and find out? (laughs) Sounds like an interesting uh, journey thing. Yeah, I don't know. I I actually have a, a a passion to try to actually try some small, you know, when it's safe, um, you know, taking people of different economic places who have different opportunities of what they can do and giving them the best opportunity and teaching everybody about equality and kindness. Um, so, but... Um, when we're out of equality and kindness, not to lose the loop to our topic, that's when we move into toxic states because people are angry about uh, the inequality, you know, what this person is getting, what this person isn't getting. And so basically when we're talking about toxic anger, and actually my book is how to Heal Toxic Thoughts. It's a great little book um, put out by Sterling Press. It's tiny. It's like 76 pages, and it has so many tools for when something toxic is coming at you or when you're getting ready to send something. Um, we have choices, you know, in this, but I think the bottom line 
is when we can move to a place of seeing um, how important kindness is, things will change. But like Renee said, I was also in the same place. I was wondering if they were going to have to put me in a mental institution. I was having anger outbreaks that I've never had in my life. I mean, if I couldn't find a pen, I just started throwing things around my head. <laughs> I was crazy. I was going, my God, what's this isn't me, you know? And so forces come in, people come into our life. We get thrown off of our spiritual path, and Renee and I give you the tools to get back on. And so that's why we're here, not Renee and I. That's why humans are here on the planet. It's a work in progress to um, to learn how to evolve, and that means how do you work um, the alchemy? How do you turn heavy leaded? Um, consciousness into gold light consciousness. That's what alchemy is about. Mm -hmm. And and for sure. Well, I think that, uh, that it's a, that we're works in progress. You know, there is no destination to shamanism. It's how you live every single day. And some days you have to take out more tools than others and just be aware of that. We'd love to hear um, some of your tools for moving through some how you move through a toxic situation in your own life using some of your shamanic tools. So uh, when we post this in the Shaman's Cave or on YouTube, why don't you put some comments there? So give some people some tools that you use, you know, start with when I have this feeling, I do this because, you know, like Sandra never heard about my my foot straws before. There's lots of them out there, and maybe maybe your spirits have taught you something that would be beneficial to me and and other people in our group. So we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, there's some there's some really easy easy things that you can do. So it'd be really wonderful to hear from everybody. And Renee, do you happen to have your wind whistle there? I do. Because I was I, I have this feeling we had a gentle kind conversation but i just feel that after this topic it would be good to blow a wind to um clear our energy so that we especially as the energies in the world are so strong that we can go inside and just feel that peace that we know is us yeah and i have this new uh, and you can actually visualize this i have a new uh, exercise that came to me a couple of months ago about when I blow the wind whistle, feel a strand of the wind coming up from your like coccyx bone all the way up to the top of your head. And if you go in each direction with it, you can pull up a strand of wind to, to put you in your own little wind bubble so that anything that's not in your highest and best good will, will bounce off your little wind bubble. So I'll go four times and you can go around in your mind in each direction and pull up a wind flag. Beautiful. I love it. Okay.
Our Blue Jays are saying, more, more. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear them, but they were whistling with you. When you stopped, they kept on going. Where is she? <laughs> so that's my new wind zip. Love it. That's great. Yeah, that, that's really beauty. And, and um, as you know, I've talked about this on the show a lot. My biggest method of doing what Renee said is seeing you, you seeing yourself in a translucent blue egg and you can fully interact with the world when you're in this translucent blue egg, but anything that is not energetically harmonious for your energy field just bounces off. So, um, yeah, I've been teaching that for a really long time and it works well. So this was a, a great show and, and we'll approach this topic again because we're seeing um, as we're shifting into new uh, levels of consciousness, you can see everybody creating their own bubble. And so there is quite a lot of division out there and a lot of toxicity. And so We'll be back to share more of what we know. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. And Sami came home right when I put her in a little wind zip. Yeah. <laughs>